0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Higher Points Podcast. Nick Sauer sitting here in the studio with my buddy, Nate Hyatt, We're coming at you with another To The Point. Uh, if this is your first time on the podcast, To The Point is just kind of the quick down and dirty what's been going on this week. Uh, you, we also have uh, full-length episodes uh, where we interview interesting people. We also have like uh, sometimes we'll do questions and answers. Other times we'll do just Nate and I, uh, like some of the full-length where Nate and I just – Talk about specific things like if you listen to last week's we talked about some conspiracy theories and evidently some uh, fake news we were perpetuating according <laughs> to Ted um, and and those kinds of things. So uh, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us and uh, like I said, this is the episode of to the point and we'll kind of get into it. So uh, what was bouncing around my mind was we had a, a friend of mine that moved down that I met. So I met him when we went up to vacation Last year to Washington State. And we went to Long Beach, which is similar in size.
1: So like you knew him before then? Or no. You, so no. you just ran into him up there? And...
0: Well, so the guy that I traveled with was his childhood friend. Okay. So that's how we met him. Okay. Um, And so we were we got to talking and he was really like kind of, like, I guess just to paint the stereotypical picture just so people can wrap their mind around. Him. He's like pro-Trump, pro-gun, that kind of guy living in... Like near Seattle, opposite. Washington. Yeah. <laughs> and so we got to talking to him about like, you know, kind of his living conditions, uh, like the laws that he was in, like, you know, or Kansas, like he could, you know, he's pro gun, so he could like just carry the gun. Like if he could legally possess it, he can legally carry it. So, um, that was the kind of stuff that we were talking about. And just to make a really long story short, he ended up, uh, picking everything up and moving here is after he, that conversation. Does he have a family or is he single yeah, or? Yeah. He has picked up his family, everything. And, and the reason that I wanted to talk about it is kind of a, a twofold thing. Uh, they told me something today that kind of really hit home, which was they said, we're tired of asking for permission. We're just going to take it. And so their family was very dead set against them leaving and coming here. And they were like, we can make, we can make the same or more money with cost of living being less and we have more freedom. Why aren't we doing this?
1: Mm-hmm. And you're safer. There's less violence here. And... Yeah.
0: And so they ended up picking up and everything and moving to Sterling. And so that hit that hit close to home in the sense of like, I'm not asking for permission anymore. I'm just going to take it. So that was kind of cool to to see somebody with that mindset and to see them driven. And then when they showed up, like they looked at their lawn, which to me is, you know, pretty, I guess, average in size. And they said like, "Whoa! Like, holy crap! This is huge! Like, our kids can play and do what they want." Well, they were showing me an area, they lived in a uh, a trailer. A thirty foot trailer is where they've lived pretty much their whole time being married and the whole time having kids and everything.
1: How many kids do they have?
0: And they have uh they they have three, but there's two that live with them full time. There's a third one that he's kind of back and forth from another marriage. Okay, and so uh. You know, they had a place that they were explaining to me that was basically like ten foot by six foot. That was the allowed. Their kids were quote unquote allowed to play in growing up. So it it was cool to see that, and then also to hear them say we didn't know what to do with our trailer. Like we were thinking about like trying to sell it. We you know, but we were in a hurry because we were going to be leaving it and moving here, and we didn't want to be in limbo where it was like we sold the trailer too early. Well, it happened that they were able to give the trailer to a family that needed a home. Mm-hmm. And so that worked out in their favor as well. As well as they take they, like a couple of things they couldn't fit. Like they gave up a grill and there was one other thing that I can't I think it's like maybe a couch or something that they couldn't fit. And because they brought like a U-Haul with a dolly trailer and then they brought a Suburban With uh, a car trailer on it and then a van as well. And they had all, all of those vehicles were packed Packed except for the areas where people were sitting. And, and so the other part that kind of, and that's like a 20 hour drive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it's every bit of that. I can't remember how long it was for us, but granted, we were traveling with kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, stopping multiple times and stuff. So it was, it was just really cool to, to see, to see them say, like, I'm done asking for permission and I'm just going to take it. Now, the other piece of the equation was um, just seeing them like happy kind of with what with with what they had. And I'm not saying like um, like they they, the the house they live in is nice. Um, You know, I would live there and everything. But just to see them be like, you know, this is a fresh start. This is a new start. We're kind of going to do our own thing. Kind of made me think like, wow, you know, like I don't realize how good I've got it sometimes. And I do spend time on here, you know, kind of complaining about like government and complaining about how I feel things should be and stuff like that. But it was a, I guess a little bit of a wake up call for me in the sense of like, you know, you do have it pretty good. Mm -hmm. And it was cool to see somebody that was moving here for the right reasons because they liked the freedom. They liked our lifestyle. They like those things instead of coming here to try to ruin it. Like it's ruined in other places. Um, and then, and you know, and just seeing them just being just really happy, like truly happy to have an actual home. He goes. He goes. This is the first time in thirty years. He goes that I that I have a home that doesn't have wheels.
1: So they bought one in Sterling, then. So
0: they're renting. Renting. They're renting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. They want to buy one eventually, though. Probably. Yeah.
0: Well, and that was another thing he was talking about. Was he was like, I looked at a house here that was like one hundred nineteen thousand. He's like, and where I lived, he's that's a, that's easily a four hundred thousand dollar house. So, for them to live well above what they were living here. Mm-hmm. Is significantly cheaper. And his wife has a lot of skills. She works, um, she's worked at credit unions for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. So she's got a lot of experience mm-hmm. with the banking industry. So I think that probably finding a job, if I remember correctly, she actually found a job at a credit union prior to ever moving here. Like she basically kind of sent them, here are my qualifications. I'm looking at moving. And they said, like, sight unseen, basically, like, we want you.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's there. And, you know, like, we say we're in a recession right now, but there's a lot of jobs still. You know, people can go out and work, well, which is crazy to me. You know, like you would think that things would be slowing way down. You wouldn't have the jobs, but there's jobs everywhere. But there's a lot of people making excuses to not find that said job.
0: Well, that was another thing that I was kind of wondering <coughs> that I wanted to pick your brain on because sometimes you have you have a, a significantly better grasp of these things than me. So I don't know about that, but it's it, no, different... no, no, like there are some <laughs> things that you grasp better than me, and so that's why I want to pick your brain on it, kind of like you did the last podcast with me mm-hmm. was, was so it's not like we we had a, a plethora of people die from the population or something like that, but it's like we have all these jobs, but suddenly nobody to work them. What mm-hmm. what I'm so confused by that. Well, I mean, because you have companies that are offering insane money, insane benefits packages, hybrid schedules, and people still aren't coming to work. What, what happened? Where are they at? What are they doing? I'm confused.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think people are soft now, you know, people don't want to work like they used to. Um, and that comes from, I don't know, necessarily COVID era. You know, there was some of that with getting so much government assistance and this and that. But um, me and Duncan talked about this earlier and it's like, You know, they could have got that even if they set everything back from that unemployment and the stimulus checks. You know, like they at this point, like with inflation, they'd be struggling without a job, you know, like and I just think people really don't want to work anymore. And I think that comes from like our participation trophies and this and that. And a lot of that is in my my generation. People aren't hard workers. But so so then what are they doing cuz they're
0: obviously having to pay the bill somehow. I don't know, man. I mean, but are they like moving back in with mom and dad and like not they, working or I'm I'm just curious. I, I I don't know the the true answer to this question. That's why I'm asking. I don't, I don't know. I, really I think know. I think
1: we had a, a a major boom in our economy, you know. And we added a boatload of jobs under Trump, you know. And no, no. You you didn't see the White House graphic? It was under a uh biden oh okay a
0: humongous like four thousand percent or i don't know it's like 400 percent or something crazy
1: i mean the economy grew under trump yeah you know and it also shrunk under trump with covid but as it was growing you know we added all these jobs all this infrastructure and stuff and then now like yeah i don't know man it's just i mean we post covid like we're four thousand percent up or whatever on unemployment but unemployment i think is a bad statistic to look at
0: i think it's it's a metric not the metric there needs to be multiple data points well it's just like anything else like if you look at just the gdp or the gnp or whatever like you can tell any story you want to tell to me to me it's tantamount to like religion Mm -hmm. if i pull a specific piece of scripture out i can twist it and make it say whatever i want it to say i think you can do the same thing with statistics and in our
1: I do like how Biden's administration decided to, uh, change the, yeah. the definition of GDP after yeah, we're, right. it's like two consecutive, um, quarters of GDP loss. Isn't that something like that? I don't remember. Where what the shrunk, actual. I can look the, it up. Is the definition of it. And we're by that definition in a recession. But after we entered the recession, but the Biden administration tried to change the definition of it. And add all sorts of different things in, and um, which you know, it probably does, like we said, it probably does need to be
0: changed a little bit. Well, they were here's what it says it says, White House seeks to redefine recession before GDP data. So they're wanting to redefine what a recession was, not what GDP was. Yeah,
1: I thought that's what I was saying.
0: Oh, I must have misunderstood you. I apologize.
1: Like redefining what a recession is, and um, they want to add a bunch of different metrics, which is okay. But the thing, the weird thing to me is, is, like, why are they doing this after we're in a recession? Like, why not do it prior to when it's like, I don't know. When it's it, well, it
0: says right here, at stake is winning a political messaging battle mm-hmm. with Republicans over how effective Mr. Ba- Biden's policies have been in spurring a post-pandemic recovery.
1: Yeah. So they're trying to, basically trying to redefine it now so that we're not in a recession and they can, yeah, the their Republicans the pol- don't have that against them. Yeah, they're, they're lit-
0: just playing politics. the political game mid midterm election-wise and everything like that. Yeah. Um, Don't you love it? <laughs> well, and and I think it's interesting, too, because, uh, you know, he he was also talking to me about, you know, he's like, I, I have spent, you know, he's, he's like, I'm 30, I think he was like 36, 37, something like that. And he was talking about how he's like, you know, I've kind of made my mind up of what I want to make for a salary here on out, which I think is cool, assuming you're not like... I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year and work one day a year, that kind of thing. You know, like I think he's realistic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's cool because I think I, I feel sometimes people don't advocate, advocate for themselves correctly. And I've also seen um, people like there, there honestly is no true incentive to longevity in a job anymore. You know, it used to be, there long- are
1: certain companies that do have those benefits that, like, help with that. They're Like, Amazon, Amazon treats people like shit, and there's no way you'd want to stay at Amazon for a long time. But there's companies like Ideatech that they just pile on the benefits, and you want to work there for a long time because they have great benefits. I mean, they pay for your gym membership, and, like, there's just all sorts of extra things that they do for their employees. Um, they basically make them feel spoiled so they don't want to leave, you know, because you can collect a paycheck from anywhere yeah well i'm
0: I'm saying it used to be a culture in America that longevity was like uh, a good thing mm-hmm. well anymore long all longevity is is that you're you're seen as a statistic of here's how much we pay you I don't really have to pay you much more because you're just gonna stick around there really had much more I have to do mm-hmm. and so you, you see people that like I used to think that people were quote unquote job hoppers but I don't think that's really the case anymore people are just kind of you know, trying to chase what gives them the best bang for their buck for what they have going on and and some people I think do it wrongly in the sense of like well I didn't get mine so I'm gonna take my football and go home like there are people like that mm-hmm. but I think there are a lot of people out there that are going like well why would I stay here when I can go here and get 30 percent more you know and and there there is really nothing for longevity <clears throat> and I think the thing that uh, gets managers in trouble the most is at least from an employee perspective perspective because i haven't yet made it to that managerial perspective is if i say like hey i'm looking at going elsewhere i'm putting in my two weeks and now you start throwing money at me that's bad that's worse Mm -hmm. because it's like if i was worth that money now why wasn't i worth it when then you should have noticed me you should have taken care of me you should have given me that extra if i was worth that much
1: on the other hand maybe that employee's not actually going to leave and they're using it as leverage to get a raise
0: well, yeah, but then then that means that they're going to take their raise and they're going to stay. And they might be able to get away with that a time or two. But eventually the manager is going to be like, hmm, you know. Yeah, nah. I mean,
1: and really you want to, like, you want to make your guys feel like they're overpaid. And then they won't want to leave. That's what, I mean, that's what Andy says. Yeah. And I I mean, like, the way I see the First Form company working, like, I, like he provides, like, probably the best gym in the United States for the people who work there at First Form, you know. And some of the best supplements. And I would say they probably got some of the best benefits in the game. I haven't exactly looked at, like, their full benefit list. But I'm sure that, I mean, you don't build a company like that with crap. Yeah. Um, Whereas, you know, Amazon, they've built one of the biggest companies in the world, too. But, like, I was talking to someone about this yesterday, like, in Wichita. That facility, the million square foot warehouse they put in, you know, like, it's paid for by tax dollars. So Amazon doesn't have to put anything into that. Um, and so that's how companies like that build. And then they penny pinch on theirs and pull ease. They don't pay them shit. They don't give them benefits. And their turnover rate is very high. And I think eventually you're going to see a flip and people are going to be, or you're going to see unions form for companies like that.
0: Yeah. Well, I wonder if there's probably something in their employment contract that they can't unionize, that they probably agree to when they begin. Because if that were the case, it would have probably already happened.
1: Yeah, Amazon... Well, what Amazon's going to do is just automate everything. You know, when it comes to that point, they'll just automate everything. So, which I don't agree with because you automate everything and eventually you're going to run out of things for people to work for. And, like, when people don't have purpose, what are they going to do? Sit and play video games all day?
0: Well, that's why, like, when I was on vacation, and I think I may have already said this, but, you know, there was... Uh, everything that was like made in China, like I put back, we were talking about those small shops and stuff. And that's kind of where I'm focused. Like, don't get me wrong. Amazon is what it is. And there are times that I can't find things or for convenience, I can just get it off Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, if I can give myself the opportunity to find it somewhere else, or I can go to like, let's say you have a backpack listed on Facebook marketplace and my kids need a backpack for school. Like we've been dealing like that doing our best to just like give money to like that person or whatever and of course they could spend it on amazon or whatever
1: it's a lot tougher for us in smaller communities to find what we need to find you know because we do are in sterling like we're limited on what we have you know we got a Dillon's the size of a gas station <laughs> yeah um
0: L- literally like that that Dillon's is the size of like the big gas stations
1: like a quick trip in wichita you know yeah exactly um, and we don't we don't have a sporting goods store you know we've got You got to drive to Lions or Hutch. I mean, most of the time, like, if you really need something that's kind of specialized, you got to go to Wichita if you're going to buy it local. And so that's where Amazon kind of has the, the rural America is where Amazon kind of has the markets, honestly, in my opinion, because it's just so convenient for you to hit that button or hit that subscription and keep it coming out to your front door where you don't have to drive 30, 45 minutes to town to go get it.
0: Well, um, we go back and we were talking about, um, the unemployment and the stimulus and all that other kind of stuff. I think it's interesting to see, um, that, that, you know, everybody was complaining during like the stimuluses of like the bailouts of the bank and all that other NGM and, and all that. They're like, well, we need the money, bail us out, you know, like mm-hmm. as, us as the people well which i thought was interesting because first of all like the the massive inflation we're seeing is like they printed a shit ton of money and then just gave it away for free quote unquote for free
1: and this has and, been something money's been printed since bush you know i mean well, it's yeah. been
0: but i'm just saying there, it was unprecedented the amount of money that was you know a stipend basically given mm-hmm. to each person so that didn't help but i have a question where did the vast amount of that money end end up you know what i did with it
1: Amazon? I paid off credit card bills. Yeah.
0: So it ended up with, like, freaking Chase Bank anyway. And and that's not to say that, like, everybody does it that way or that, like, I'm faulting the government for giving me the money and all this other kind of stuff. But what I'm getting at is everybody was talking about how that money always filters to the billionaires. Well, it's still filtering to the billionaires. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how.
1: Most of it, I mean, I would say, like, Amazon. I mean, you see Walmart, those big retailers, you know, they made a killing during COVID. Yeah. Because of that, because people couldn't go anywhere except for those places and you couldn't even go in. So they're gonna order online and it's gonna to come to your door and
0: we can talk conspiracy theories again. That that was the point all along. Could and, be. And, and 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 how much shift of power you had in money, how many billionaires were made during COVID. Not only that, but if you wanna get super conspiracy theorists, is that we wanted to infect as many people as possible. Why else would you shut everything down and funnel people into specific retailers Mm -hmm. like Walmart and Target and those big ones? Like, okay, wait a minute. We don't want people to congregate, yet we're making it to where the place that they get food are only these specific places where they're required to freaking (laughs) congregate. Like, you know, like I said, conspiracy theories.
1: We can go down a rabbit hole hole with that one for sure.
0: I just imagine, uh, once again, I just imagine Ted in a leather easy chair with a, with a, a, uh, what do you call the cups for cognac? Oh. Um, anyway, a cassock, mm-hmm. a cassock of cognac, uh, with a, with a, his little red slippers on and a stogie. <laughs> and he's like, yes, yes, my friends, you're <laughs> now getting it. Yeah. <laughs> we still need to go have that conversation with him, by the way, mm-hmm. that would be a fun one to have. But, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it, it just, to kind of go back to recap everything, it's just been cool to see somebody that, because I think, again, like Andy said, personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. To see him just, him and his wife just decide, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm tired of asking for permission, I'm tired of living this way, and I'm going to make my life the way that I want it.
1: Sometimes you got to put your foot down and do that.
0: And And not only that, but sticking up to family is a big deal. When their family, you know, they basically told their family, like, you know, I'm out, I'm done, I'm see, finished, guys. I'm not doing this, i am see you later. You know, it's especially
1: later. tough with, like, having a kid with another, someone else, you know, that would be a really tough situation. And, I mean.
0: Which, that kid is still back in Washington. Is he? Does mm-hmm. he get to come out and visit or no? Yeah, yeah, I mean, they've, they've got, like, a custody agreement and stuff, but now it's a little bit tougher to consider. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, and things that I never really thought of because I kind of take it for granted is like, now they've got to get all their tags of their car switched over, their driver's licenses switched over, um, get the kids enrolled in school, which just happened. So they just missed that. Even though they've got that in the works, they've already emailed on that. Um, I mean, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and I've never had to do that before. I've never had to just, you know, pick up everything and kind of start over. But, uh, it it was, it was interesting to see. And they, they had sometimes a, sometimes it's trip. worth
1: it to, uh, make that jump.
0: Well, I I think that we'll see because I told him, I was like, you know, it
1: can be a little cliquish around here,
0: but if you just kind of like, don't let it bother you and you just be you, like it eventually just works out. Yeah. Because that's what I did.
1: Yep. It's
0: like, I didn't care what your last name was. If you did bad, you got a ticket.
1: That's the, I mean, there's good and bad for small towns. Everybody knows everything. (laughs) Yeah. Well they said Or they think they know everything.
0: Well they said it was interesting because all day long people had been like driving slowly by the house like who are
1: these new people?
0: These newcomers. <laughs>
1: You're not from around here, are you boy? <laughs> um but they it's see the the tags from Washington and they're like, It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> they're moving from the west it's coast. Just,
0: it's not just happening to Texas, it's happening here too.
1: Yep. It's like oh, the Californians are coming. <laughs>
0: Well, and, and they, that's one thing he was talking about was just like the the policies and stuff out there and then all the stuff that they were having to pay for extra. And then he was like, he was like, are the school lunches good? And I was like, yeah, they make everything from scratch. He's like, oh, thank God. He's like, we had those like Michelle Obama lunch thing out there. They and make everything
1: from scratch, Sterling. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> we get Seriously. The M- Michelle Obama food at Nickerson when I was there. <laughs> it was <laughs> bad.
0: Well, uh, Patty, Patty Waggerly. She's the one that, and she's done a restaurant. Like mm-hmm. if you go in there, it's like a full, a full service, full industrial kitchen. Like the rolls and stuff that they make for uh, hamburgers, that is a homemade roll. Like they that, that's a homemade hamburger bun. They do they don't buy those, they make all of those from scratch. Everything.
1: Well, my kids are gonna go to Sterling.
0: <laughs> well, and and my kids even love it. Like, and it's interesting. Here's how good the food is. You want to know something interesting I learned at supper no, you're, tonight? You're
1: just gonna piss me off more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my kid, my kids told me one that that they sell their trays to other kids. They will sell food off their trays for money. That's how good the food is and how much it's wanted.
1: <laughs> I was That's like crazy. Wait a
0: minute, Alex goes. Alex goes. Yeah, I don't. I don't trade people. Like I'll take your pizza for your like your your um cottage cheese or whatever he's like nah he's like you want my food you're gonna have to pay for it so he like makes money off of it
1: that's wild um
0: or or they will have kids that will bring sack lunches that maybe like want something off the tray so they will barter food Mm -hmm. back and forth um eli told me the most he's ever seen a tray go for was 20 bucks
1: oh my gosh
0: (laughs) i was like what was on that tray Um, cause he was telling me one of his favorite things to do is those, those homemade rolls that they have is when they get chicken noodle soup, what he does is he, he goes around to everybody and grabs their rolls, the people that don't want them. And then he fills the roll with chicken noodle soup. And then that's how he eats it. And he says, he'll eat like six of those rolls. And I'm like, dude, no wonder you're as tall as me and and getting ready to weigh as much as I do. You're a fricking human garbage disposal.
1: He went. He he bullies those kids and takes them. <laughs> he's you like, go, you go, give eat me your lunch money.
0: You go eat that. You better give it to me because his favorite thing to say, um, since he's met his uh biological father is his biological father took him to the quote unquote hood in Wichita and showed him where he grew up. So Elijah's favorite thing right now is like, oh, I'm from the hood. I've been to the hood. Like that's his favorite thing. So I could see him. And he like,
1: works for Hood Construction, so he can say because of that too. <laughs> from the hood, man.
0: Uh, I love it because he's always like, like when to say things like that, like when he goes to like flex, because he's all about his lats mm-hmm. and, I'm, and he's like, "Yo, from the hood. He's like, you don't want to mess with me. And I can see him doing that. Like you, you give me my, give me your role. <laughs> give me your role, boy. <sighs> so anything new in your life?
1: Not necessarily. <laughs> Just ready to make the jump, man.
0: How long till you leave for Florida again? Week and a half. And then uh how long are you gonna be there?
1: Six days. So you gonna be there Wednesday. are you gonna be there
0: before the contest?
1: Yep, get on Wednesday the contest competition's Saturday.
0: Okay. So are you staying with Vinny?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh Both of us are. And then uh are you going to uh so you're coming back on what? Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Tuesday. You fly back Tuesday. Is yep. it like an early flight or later you get flight? get back or?
1: to Wichita around two.
0: Are you are you getting a ride there? Are you dropping your truck off or going
1: to stay at her house and then
0: Somebody's you know, gonna take you? They'll take us from Oh their okay. House. Okay. I was gonna offer you a ride, but fine. I don't wanna help you out, Nate.
1: <laughs> then uh yeah, I'm excited about that competition. It's uh feeling pretty good. Like I have done all the weights in practice now. I'm not gonna shouldn't zero anything and we'll see how nerves are that day. And you're in open, right? Yeah, open. I'm right at my weight right now, um, so I shouldn't have to cut much weight. Um, Feeling injury-free. Got one more big practice left this week before the competition. You know, feeling pretty strong, so we'll see what happens.
0: She ran Fatima through the contest four times in one day, the one that she's getting ready to go to. Mm Mm-hmm. To like just like let her know like there you go you just did the contest four times like there isn't any reason you should not be able to do this kind of thing yeah. which I thought was cool and then she and Heather competed um well let's see Friday since I missed Thursday I was looking forward to doing the hooseball sandbag all that other good stuff but that was being taken by Fatima and Heather and I was like I'm not competing so I did uh did you did you have a cardio day on Friday like uh I had to do like I a- didn't do anything Friday okay. I had to do, like, t- warm-up and then two minutes on the bike, two minutes squatting, two minutes on the bike, two Wednesday. minutes of push-ups, two minutes on the bike, and then two minutes of sit-ups. And then it was, like, five minutes cool-down. I have to admit, my fat ass is actually kind of enjoying those hit workouts, especially because they're kind of shorter. I those can, are, like, get in and get out.
1: CrossFit workout of the day is what those are. Oh, really?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like those of just... They're kind of getting get out. Did and you do the
1: rows and the single leg squats the other day? Huh.
0: I didn't have that. I didn't have that programmed.
1: Oh, that was that one. I did that one last last Thursday, I think. So
0: what you're saying is I have that to look forward to. And it
1: was five minutes. No, it was 500 meters on the row machine, then 20 single leg squats, then 20 um, one arm snatches, rotating for 20 minutes straight. Jesus! Talk about <laughs> that smoked me. Well, what
0: are the what are the events for your contest? By the way,
1: um, got axle bar deadlift with the wagon wheels, so it's a fourteen inch deadlift instead of nine. Um, got farmers carry for distance in a minute. Got yoke carry. Um, log clean and press for reps. And then stone to shoulder for reps.
0: What's the stone?
1: 225. Logs, 225. Farmers are 225 per hand. The yoke's 550. And the deadlift's 495.
0: I wish I'd have gotten time on that yoke out at uh, Wichita when you guys were there. Is it different than, did you try to walk with the axle or with the axle bar? Like Mm -hmm. she was trying to mimic the yoke at all?
1: Nope. I told her I wasn't going to do that cuz okay. I, I was just
0: curious how a yoke differs cuz we we got on You arms. don't
1: put your arms up here like when you carry that yoke you carry it here and you like press forward like you're pushing forward with both your arms to kind of stabilize it cuz it really gets off balance in a hurry and gets to swing in and it was um interesting feeling but I feel like if you, it it's probably easier to use than that axle bar
0: cuz that axle bar was tough mm-hmm. like I mean it was hard
1: and because the yokes, I mean, the axle bar is what, like an inch and a half in diameter? Yoke's like three and a half or four inches.
0: No, so you're spreading that out across yeah, your... so it ain't going to hurt in ears bad. Yeah. Um. Well, what about, uh? uh how'd you, how much you say deadlift was? Or is that... 495. And that is that for reps as well? Mm-hmm. Huh.
1: I've done it four times in practice.
0: Well, that's weird because that's even, that's lighter than what we did at Kansas Strongest. Or at least lighter than what I did. Mm-hmm. Mine was five fifty. at Kansas is strongest.
1: A, it's an axle bar instead of oh, because that was a regular oh. bar, and those were also eighteen inch at Kansas strongest. These are fourteen inch.
0: Oh yeah, because they did have them up on like boxes or whatever, mm-hmm. didn't they? I forgot about that. Huh? Do you like do you like doing the the do you like pulling from low or pulling from high like that?
1: Mm. I I kind of like the conventional from the floor the best from nine inches. Just depends on my mood. The depends thing about on the axle had a bad day or not. Thing about the axle bar is that thing is just not forgiving at all. No, it just you pull on it and it doesn't bend, and the weight is there. Yep. So that makes it difficult. One of my reels. Someone commented on, like when I did that, four ninety five four times. They're like, "You already did the hardest part of the deadlift. I don't see how that's hard." I was like, "Okay." In my <laughs> head, I was like, "All right, come do it, big fella." <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know. I'll, it's, I'll tell you, i will tell you—I did 495 on that axle one time. Uh, I don't remember if the wagon
1: wheels were on or not.
0: I'm pretty sure the wagon wheels were on. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, that was that was a whole different animal than that bar that flexes.
1: It's a complete. It feels so much different. Yeah, it and is. It, I think not it's harder. Even the same ballpark. It's harder. It is. I mean, I would compare that at 14 inches to probably from the floor, like all in the same. Yeah. But I mean, you're five inches difference on your height. Just, I would say it's probably equal challenge, but it just feels so much different. Well, uh, that's
0: right at time. Heck Anything yeah. else you want to talk about?
1: Nope. Take that jump. Go do it. Yeah. Send
0: it. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. Yep. Go out and do what you want to do. Took a little bit Make of a jump happen. this
1: weekend. Maybe take bigger jump next few weeks we'll see see what happens man yeah well i'll let you take it away sounds good well guys thanks for listening to the higher points um and we appreciate it um go ahead and give us a like on facebook instagram give us a share um we appreciate uh, appreciate those and the growth and we just hope you guys can help us get our message out and reach people um reach more of an audience you know um we don't um, we don't advertise our podcast. Maybe we will here before too long with uh, something we got in the works with uh, assault city podcast network, but um, we'll have more about that later. And uh, we just appreciate the listens and hope you guys have an awesome week.
0: Yeah. Thanks for taking the time guys. Also, I want to do a shout out real quick. High point farms. If you check out their Instagram, they're looking for some uh, ratings and reviews on the store itself. So if you've bought products from here or gotten something online or anything like that, they're looking for those ratings and reviews on there. So uh, just take a couple minutes and also just check them out as well. It's just at the High Point Farms, and Farms is spelled P-H-A-R-M-S. So I know Nate probably wasn't going to say that, so I'll go ahead and put that out there for you. So hey, appreciate the plug, man. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, guys. Appreciate you listening. We'll catch up with you next time.